everyone. Welcome back to Future of the North podcast. We are excited to bring to you part two of Popping That Pimple, Overcoming Grief with our special guest, Hamada. Now, unfortunately, our camera has decided not to continue with us, but we didn't want to end the story where we left off. So now here we are jumping into the rest of the story with Hamada. So, so you're going through traffic your sister falls asleep in your lap um and then we get to the hospital and like you know we're running um and then we meet with my other extended family and then okay that's when i'm starting to get a little bit worried um you know like why is my like great uncle here and things like that and yeah um and you know like we're walking pretty quickly through the halls until we get to like the children's icu Mm. um and not a lot of people can go in at once. So I remember, like, my dad, um, before all of us went into that small waiting room, we, he met us in the hall, and then he, like, took my shoulders, and he was like, Hamada, like, whatever happens, um, you know, this is Allah's plan. Like, um, you don't be, like, upset about it. You know, like, he, he's written, like, his future for us. Like, yeah. this, this is, we're going to face it as a family. We're going to face it together. And then that's, I also started getting, started getting a little bit more worried there. I still didn't know what was going on completely. Um, but then I kind of get, started getting like warning signals, you know, like yeah. something might be happening. Um, and then I was one of the first to go in. Um, it wasn't just a room with my brother. I think it was just like a really long hall with like critically ill patients yeah. um, or children. And I just remember seeing the hospital bed. There was so much like doctors around him and I remember hearing like the beeping and then my mom was reading the Quran um and like I didn't know what to say to her at that time and I just remember seeing my brother and like I, I don't know like I he his eyes were closed you know like they were, the doctors were saying things and I was actually there when he flatlined and I I didn't know what to say to that um so I like I watched it happen in front of my eyes um and I I remember like saying things to my mom just like trying to comfort her him like you know like he's not in pain anymore things like that but she's like you know I want him back like where's my son and yeah I watched that happen um and then like a few seconds later like my aunt wanted to see him so we kind of switched places and then I was the one who had to break the news to mm. my cousin who's a little bit younger than me so he he was he kind of understood more and then um to my sisters and I kept saying like do you know what this means like Bumi isn't with us anymore and it's really weird like I I don't know how everyone kind of deals with this I didn't know what to make of it um I just remember like hugging my sister and then like the rest of that was kind of like a blur like we kind of just all sat there in silence in the like the hospital wing yeah and then eventually like more family started to come and then yeah it was just like a lot of like sitting there and just kind of processing what had happened and like I don't know I I genuinely don't know what to make of like my six-year-old sister trying or five-year-old at the time whatever yeah I'm trying to process all of this um because I couldn't even process it so I don't know what was going on in her mind and I just remember we'd been sitting there for like hours um we we got there when it was dark and like the sun was out by the time like, we were still there when the sun was out. And then my sister just said, like, I'm hungry. Um, so, you know, I just had to, like, I just, like, I told my aunt, like, I'm going to go get some food with my sister. Yeah. And we're just, like, two people walking in the hospital wing with a, just, like, our brother passed away, like, 
a few hours ago and we're just walking here like nothing happened going to get food like I don't know like I don't know how to move on from that like it's like my whole world crumbled at that moment but then everyone else everyone else in the hospital was just going about their day like and I just went into like the little convenience store you know people were buying like bread and people were like at the cashier everything was normal except like from it just felt like my life was like I don't know it was it was really weird like everything was going like fast and like slow at the same time yeah and then my sister didn't know what to get either because it was kind of like foreign food to her like Indonesian treats so I just got like a bunch of things and then she only ended up taking like a bite of like two things (laughs) didn't like it and you're getting a call oh not important okay um but yeah that was kind of like that was my moment like that was when it felt like my life was over at yeah. 18 you know like what do I do now because um I felt like I had so many like visions of me and like my brother and like my family you know like I decided like if there ever comes a day that like my parents can't take care of him anymore it would be yeah. me and then like the, all of like my visions of the future like had him like you know whether it was like me like getting married whatever getting a job having kids like I always saw my brother there like I i like, I felt like my vision for us was, like, I would take him anywhere. Like, no matter where it was. Like, I vowed that I would be, like, his next ter- caretaker. So that was interesting. Like, you know, like, suddenly he's gone from those visions. Yeah. Um, and I feel like that still doesn't really ever go away. Um, like, even being at home, like, not much has changed in my house. Um, my mom doesn't want to change anything, like, mm. um, from when my brother was still here. Like, we still have the crib. And we still have his, like, toys in our little playroom. She's just not ready to let it go yet. Yeah. Um, So sometimes, like, I'll just look at, like, you know, like, the green carpet. And I'll look at, like, his toys there. And I'll just imagine him. But he's not there. And it's Mm. it's very... It's it's interesting. You know, like, trying to live a life where you've... Like, I I, I see everything. I I knew everything that was supposed to go on in my head. But suddenly everything is gone. Um... So yeah, that's kind of what happened. Um, I I actually yeah. remember like getting the news mm-hmm. of your brother. I think there was a Future North meeting at the time, and I was like, "Yeah, sorry, I can't make it. Like my brother died." Yeah. Or I, I think I was a little bit blunt. Like I don't really, I didn't really know how to like tell people that, that I couldn't commit to things anymore. Um, and we kind of like we got the news, and we call we all just like sat there for a moment mm-hmm. and. We sat there just quiet. Yeah. For a second. And then we started thinking about you. Mm-hmm. Like, how are you coping? Mm-hmm. How's your family doing? Yeah. Like, I don't remember who it was, but someone was like, man, if you were here, mm-hmm. we could have come to see you. Yeah. And your family. Or we could have at least given you a hug. Mm-hmm. Something. Yeah. We could have just showed up. Yeah. Um, but you're, you were far. So we were like, she's with her, at least she's with her family. She's supported by her family. Mm -hmm. And we were like, okay, like, let's give her the space that she may need to deal with everything. Mm -hmm. We had no idea. I didn't know it was going to happen either. Like I I was telling you before, like every time like something really bad happens to my brother, I was just like almost like it was normal. Yeah, like I got I'd gotten so used to the cycle of like my mom panicking and then my mom 
like rushing to the doctor or taking or calling an ambulance or taking her, him to the ER. Like I was so used to that cycle that mm-hmm. I was just like, yeah, that's just going to happen again. I'm going to see him. But it turns out the last time I saw him was when I said goodbye to him. Um, and a few months before that, he had another appointment to Toronto. And I remember um, my parents had some errands to run. So they left us in the car. They went to go grab some like Asian groceries or whatever. So um yeah I was in the car with him I remember like just taking a video and around the same time um you know I was waiting for my university acceptances so I was thinking I'm gonna be away from them for like quite a few months now like starting September and I took a video with him and I was like hey Boomy I'm just taking this video for myself to look back on and like he was in the frame with me he was like trying to grab my phone things like that and I was like yeah this is like so weird like one day I'm not going to be here and then I'm just going to watch you grow. Like, I don't really remember what I said. I, I kind of said like one day I'm going to be gone, but mm. it ended up being the opposite. Like one day he was going to be gone before me. And it was so weird to look back in, at that video. It was kind of like foreshadowing almost. Mm. Um, yeah, like I still have that video in my phone. Um, yeah, that, it, was, it was interesting. Like every time like I look back, through our photos and then I, I stumble upon that video like it's so weird like I'm giving a message to myself to boo me for the future but it was more like for myself um yeah I was I was trying to like document like you know one day there's gonna be a day that we're not together anymore but I didn't know like it was gonna turn out that way yeah yeah so how did you even begin the process of literally processing yeah. all of the emotions from your your grand your grandpa mm-hmm. passing and mm-hmm. then your your younger your little brother yeah. passing like how did you start to squeeze the pimple um i think um i remember like i put it on my close friend's story on instagram at the time and then like people kept sending me messages but i didn't feel like responding to it like I don't know, I felt like I just shared something so big, like, I don't want to, like, look back at that. Yeah. Um, and then I remember um, I told one of, like, one of my friends found out, and then she ended up telling um, our teacher, and then our teacher ended up telling, like, everyone else, like, all my other teachers. So then there was, like, another moment where I was getting spammed with emails from my teachers. Some of them that I, like, only talked to once, too. They were, like, I'm sending you, like, my condolences and things like that, which really surprised me. Mm -hmm. Um, And I, honestly, I didn't respond to those either. Like, I felt like my method or my way of grieving is just, like, isolation. Mm -hmm. Um, So I I honestly, I didn't respond to any of them. Um, And then one thing about, like, Indonesian families, I think we're all very close-knit. Like, it's very common for people, like, families to sleep together, like, um, just like one whole family, we're all sleeping together in the same room, things mm. like that. So like, I feel like I never had a moment alone. Um, and the moments where I actually did grieve, like I didn't even cry like the first, um, like that first night after my brother died, like I hadn't processed anything. Like I watched my mother like sob, like right beside me, like she was holding on to me. And I, I was just like, I was completely still, like I felt like I was completely numb. Um, I think the first moment that I actually had for myself to process was um, I climbed onto the roof of our house and it was really, it was really hot. Um, It's really hot in Indonesia. We're like right on the equator. So 
Um, and then being on the roof, like the sun was like burning on my back. But I just like that was the only place that I could truly be alone and that no one would really like know where I am. Um, and that's kind of when I finally just got to sit down with myself and think about like what happened. Um, mm. And then that became like a regular thing for me, just like sneaking out onto the roof and just like enjoying like the silence or I would blast music really loud um, and just kind of sit with that music. Um, there was a song I listened to like on repeat. I think uh, it was Star Lost by Stray Kids. Um, it, yeah, I don't listen to it much anymore because it like reminds me of that time where I would like yeah. for three hours straight. I was just listening to that one song and then looking at the lyrics and like connecting every single one of the lines to like mm. my life. Um, so that's kind of what I did to grieve. Um, yeah, it was actually really nice, honestly, because you can see like the mountains in the back and you can see the city. So it was very peaceful. Um, that's kind of how I began to grieve. But around my family and around like the guests, there was so much guests, like every day, like my mom would be getting people over and then, you know, they'd be talking like, how are you, how are you feeling? Things like that. Um, but I, I didn't say much, um, but my mom just wanted me to, like, be there. Mm. Um, like, towards my family, I feel like I was very, like, cold. Like, I was very numb. Um, and I also feel like I got angry <laughs> pretty easily, like, small things mm. would kind of set me off. Mm-hmm. Maybe I was just going through, like, the five stages of grief. I don't know. Um, but yeah, uh, it was, it was really weird because, like, we were technically still on vacation too. Yeah. And before all of that happened, my my dad planned a trip for us to go to Jogja, which is another like city in Indonesia. Um, he planned a trip for us to go with our cousins, and we couldn't cancel it. Uh, like some of those things, like you couldn't you couldn't refund. Um, so we had to go on the trip anyways. Oh wow. Um, and we were just gonna say like you know like. Like, we needed this still. Um, we were just going to enjoy it, um, and we'd still have Bumi in our hearts, whatever, like, I don't know. I feel like you know, like we definitely still deserved to be happy and, like, have fun and things like that. But, like, that whole trip was really heavy, um, and especially because my um, my other younger cousin, who was, he was also, he was around the same age as Bumi. Like, my aunt mm. and my mother were, like, pregnant around the same time. Um, he ended up getting sick while we were there and then he had to go to the hospital and I think it really set off like something in my mom. Like she was very, very afraid um, that the same thing was going to happen to him even though he was, honestly, he was perfectly healthy. He was just like a bug or something like that. Yeah. Um, But I just, it was really, really weird, you know, like I just, we were supposed to be enjoying ourselves but then like my cousin went to the hospital and then we were, my mom like, I, she was like in panic mode again like she she didn't know what was gonna happen um I think it was still pretty fun though. <laughs> um I, like it was as fun as it could be um we went on like jeeps and like we got to like stand up on the jeeps and like we rode like like kind of like off-road kind of stuff oh, that is so cool yeah um I tried to enjoy myself as much as I could mm-hmm. um yeah honestly I feel like a lot of it is still it still feels like a blur um, yeah, but eventually, like, our trip to Indonesia was over, and then we had to go home, and then 
like immediately after I got home like I need to get ready to go to Hamilton for university so still like as I I had time to process but still not enough you know like yeah I was it was like one major life event after the next like I my grandfather died I graduated then my brother died then I had to go to university so it was like constantly like I was really busy and I didn't have time really to sit with myself Mm. um and I didn't realize this until months later like how hard it would be on my mom because it was it would be like she lost two children at once like because like I'm never gonna be at home like the same way that I was before everything happened um and I didn't really realize that I kind of just just went with it you know like this is what has to happen yeah um, and then I told my mom that I'm like, wow, I just realized, you know, like this must have been really hard for you. And she's like, it took you this long. <laughs> um, yeah, she knew from the beginning. It took it took me a while. Um, but I feel like university is what I needed. Like finally being away, like yeah. that isolation is exactly what I needed for myself to grieve properly. Um, and then finally, like. I didn't really have to, like, ask my parents, like, you know, can I go to counseling? Can I do this? Can I do that? So you could just do it. I was in control of my own, like, mental health and things yeah. like that. Um, so then I finally started getting counseling, and I, I was put on antidepressants and things like that, which have really helped, by the way. <laughs> and I'm still on them. Um, but, yeah, um, I was still struggling, though, through throughout university. Like, my grades still were not, like... It felt really weird because I knew that deep down that I was a smart kid, but mm-hmm. I just wasn't seeing, like, the the results that I wanted to see. Um, so then my calculus prof, I was really close with her because, like, like, I told her everything that I, I've been through before. Um, and she was very, like, supportive. Um, and she told me, like, maybe you should look into, like, getting, like, student accommodations, things like that, just mm. to, like, help you go through that process um so like I was able to get deadlines um especially for like important dates like um like you know like around my brother's birthday and things like that it was really helpful to have yeah um yeah and yeah just being away helped me kind of heal on my own and I feel like the like those few months that I finally started getting help like I like, I saw more progress in myself than I have, like, that whole summer, you know? Yeah. Uh, that whole summer and before that, too, like, with my grandfather and everything. Um, and I'm, I am I still think I'm going through that process. Like, I feel like, honestly, grief is never ending. Like, it comes back every now and then. Yeah. It only gets, it only gets lighter. Mm-hmm. Like, as you process and as important dates yeah. come up and things like that it only gets lighter but I am like you I cannot mm-hmm. process any grief yeah in front of I don't know why I it's human nature mm-hmm. to see someone grieving or see someone sad and yeah. want to reach out yeah like it, that's that's the norm mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to want to quote-unquote norm like to yeah, want yeah. to reach out and to see somebody crying and want to hold their hand or mm-hmm. hug them or something mm-hmm. But I think there's a lot of people that forget that not everybody is like that. Mm-hmm. Like, sometimes you just need to sit with it by yourself. Sometimes yeah. you need to sit in the silence so you can hear your own thoughts mm-hmm. and not all the questions that people are asking. Yeah. Sometimes you need that time alone mm-hmm. 
to be uh, like wholeheartedly authentically in your feelings yeah without considering how other people feel about I your feel feelings like that's a big issue for me like i'm constantly considering like how are my parents gonna react to this yeah. like how's my mom gonna react to this whatever so i like just i need that time to be alone and think like how do i want to react to this how do i want to feel about this what do i want to do about this yeah yeah so it's been oh wow we're already in 2024 mm -hmm. which is i still haven't even skipped over december 31st yet but it's been two years mm -hmm. going into three now yeah have you gotten enough time there's never really enough time but mm -hmm. have you had time to yourself to really like process those feelings and dive deep into them now um i think for sure um like i think because i like i have so much time alone in hamilton um it's just so much time alone like with my own thoughts and at first that was nice but then you know it, it also gets overwhelming mm -hmm. at times um so like i don't know i think i kind of need like a balance um i think i i hated like talking to people and like being around people when it first happened and then i really enjoyed like that like silence but now i'm kind of like at a point where like i like being alone but then like sometimes like there's just too much thoughts sometimes right so i like i'm still in therapy and also like um i've learned to like open up to some of my friends um and like there's one friend i talked to and she knows like most of it and I feel like it's nice to have like that one person that you're comfortable sharing with. Um, and I feel like first year was really just me like, like, you know, like ripping that bandaid off and yeah. looking at all the issues that yeah. I have unresolved um, and just like realizing that. Um, and, but I feel like second year is finally like the year that I'm like realizing how I can fix these and how I'm learning to live with these live with these and like finding the balance mm. um I honestly feel like I'm behind compared to my classmates because I'm still a student like I'm still going to university I still have other obligations right um I feel like I'm still behind like I'm still not doing as well as I'd like to be and sometimes it is discouraging but also like I feel like I need to be easy on myself um because I don't know like my whole like path wasn't perfect and yeah, it's like it's a hard reality to face, I feel like, because um I think grades mean a lot, honestly. Um, especially if you want to go into like grad school, whatever, things like that. Like okay. my friends around me are constantly talking <laughs> about like, you know, like I got an A on this, I got an A on whatever. So yeah. like I don't think I'm like at that point yet, but I, I'm still seeing like improvements. Um A improvement is progress. Improvement is progress. Um yeah, I actually, um, I took chemistry over the summer, yeah. and I said that it was because, um, like, I wanted um, second year to be easier, so I didn't have to do chemistry, but I feel like a lot of it was just, I wanted to avoid my family around the same time, like, around the, like, the date of, like, my brother's death and mm. things like that. Like, I just, I felt like I still needed time away from my family, um, so I used chemistry as an excuse. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, I use that as, as an excuse to get away from my family. Um, but that summer was really weird. I honestly don't remember much of the past summer. I'm sorry. I think that's... I, 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 I empathize because mm-hmm. I understand. And I think it's hilarious because I remember that you hated that class. <laughs> <laughs> I hate chemistry. But, you know... It would make my parents proud because they were like, wow, our daughter's staying home. I'm staying in Hamilton, you know, to do chemistry because she wants to become a doctor. And, like, she's pursuing her, like, studies so hard. And, like, we support her no matter what. She's going through all these hardships. We're going to let her stay in Hamilton. But in reality, I was like, I can't deal with this right now. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Love you. Bye. Yeah. Um, I remember, like, I was, like... I was going to Toronto a lot to, like, hang out with my friends and, like, just doing fun things a lot. I think I was also, like, trying to get my mind off of things. Yeah. We went to Saskatchewan. Oh, and I went to Saskatchewan. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We went to... I'm like, we went to Saskatchewan that summer. I remember... I also forgot my antidepressants that week. Yes, I remember that. It was... And I was like, if you need anything, you just let me know. Yeah. Just a text message away. I'm, like, down the hall. Just let me know. Yeah. I don't know. I felt like I was kind of a mess. I remember, like, I was just in bed and I was just crying and Sarah was sleeping in the bed beside me. But I feel like I was crying over everything and nothing. I don't know. I just felt like there was a lot going on. It just on. needed to come up. Yeah. Honestly, I call it... E- it sounds gross, but it is what it is. It's emotional regurgitation. Yeah. That's what I call yeah. it. Like, you've been holding it in for so long, mm-hmm. but not knowing that you are. Mm-hmm. And it's like your body is just like, oh, this is a new environment mm-hmm. and I feel fine here. Yeah. Now it's time yeah. to let everything up. Yeah. <laughs> Especially because like we went to the Pearson airport and that was the last place that I saw my brother. And at first, yes, I remember you telling like, me that. I thought nothing of it. But then like the more I thought about it and like the more that we were there, I was like, wow, this is like the last place that I saw him. Yeah. And like the last place time that I was on a plane I was saying goodbye to my like brother I was saying goodbye to Indonesia and everything Mm -hmm. and just being back there in those environments that was weird (laughs) I like I didn't know what to make of it until I was like in bed and I was just crying (laughs) after you cried was it cathartic like did you feel better yeah Yeah. definitely um that's a good cry yeah I used to be a person who didn't cry that much um but honestly, now that I, I would say that I'm more in touch with my feelings now, I definitely cry a little bit more than I used to. <laughs> I'm happy for you, though. <laughs> that I'm sorry. I say that and then I'm like, well, crying. <laughs> <laughs> because I get it. I'm not a crier either. Mm-hmm. Like, to the point where I'll start crying. Mm-hmm. And if I'm, like, tired of crying, I'll literally just be like, I'll I, I say use, outside. I can say like, that. Yeah. Like, I, I nope. just like give myself a little slap on the face or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I, I used to do that. I literally just say, I'm not doing this anymore. I don't want to yeah. cry. And I'll just like wipe my tears mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm out of there. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm just like, no, I'm done. I, I did that a lot in Indonesia as well. Cause like then sometimes like I'd hear like someone calling for me downstairs and I'd be like, okay, gotta I'm stop. Done. Yep. Yeah. Gotta, gotta answer the call. Gotta Go do something else. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm I'm glad that you found 
different ways mm -hmm. to process your own grief. Because mm -hmm. it's not always easy. And I think that people see one form of processing for grief mm -hmm. and they think that everybody's going to do that. Yeah. And they don't realize that there are people that shut down. Mm -hmm. Even if it's temporarily, there's a shutdown. There's a, there's a period in time in which you say, or your brain says, or your body says, I can't, I'm, this is too much for me right now. I can't process what I'm feeling or what I'm thinking in this environment. Mm -hmm. I just need a moment where everything is set up for me to do so. And going through that, kind of seeing you through that process, like seeing different, seeing you at different stages of that process, mm -hmm. like I can tell right now that you're absolutely in a better place. Thank you. Yeah, I definitely am. Um, I still don't know what I'm going to do next summer. I can't keep taking chemistry forever. <laughs> I definitely don't want to. I actually failed that course. Oh my goodness. Um, that's okay. That's, that's okay. okay. It's okay. It was okay. I, I failed chemistry in the summer, but in the end, my real goal was accomplished. I avoided home when I needed to. Um, I ended up retaking it, and I, I did pass, barely. But no more chemistry for me. No more Just because I, I've known you for, I don't even know how long now, just in the time period that I've known you, mm -hmm. I can tell you, based just from my own experience as well, mm -hmm. avoiding it doesn't help. It just prolongs yeah. the process. Yeah. And facing it is the best thing to do. Yeah, I agree. I feel like now I have, like, the emotional stability to like go home and like learn how to like deal with these things yeah um and like you know like I talk with my mom more about it too and like things like that um I just feel like maybe 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 I'll go back during yeah. the summer we'll see but because yeah no that mm. I'm just proud of you Thank and I'm, you. I'm proud for you Thank you. Because you really said, this is how I feel, mm -hmm. and I'm going to navigate it the way that I need to. Mm -hmm. and there's a lot of people that will try to follow some type of, like, template for grieving. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't work for them, but they keep trying, thinking that it's going to help. Yeah. And you didn't do that. You really said, no, I got it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I felt like even, like, before all of that happened, like... I was also planning to just, like, you know, like, talk to a doctor about my mental health yeah. for once because I was struggling with other things before that, but there's such a stigma, honestly. I think it's talked about so much, but, like, the stigma in, like, Asian families and things like that. Like, you know, mental health isn't real. Like, depression isn't real. Things like that. Mm -hmm. um, so I decided, like, instead of trying to deal with all of that, like, I tried, um, but instead of trying to do it with, like, my parents around as soon as I move out I'm just gonna deal with all of that alone by myself so like it's kind of something that I was like preparing for because I knew that trying to do it my parents way was not gonna work <laughs> so. I'm just happy you found your own way and I understand that narrative it's the same thing in the black community mm -hmm. 
Like, you're not depressed. You're just lazy. Like, yeah. get up and go do something. Why are you in your bed all day? Mm-hmm. Go do something else. Yeah. So, yeah. No, and I get it, it. It surprised me how easy it was, honestly, um, to, like, you know, like, get a therapist and then, you know, find out, like, maybe, I like, meds would work, like, things like that. Like, yeah. It was a lot easier than I expected. And, like, to think that I struggled for that long <laughs> when it could have been that easy. Do you... Do you find that there's enough, like, information around the process and just how to even ap- go through talking to a doctor mm-hmm. and finding out what you need for yourself? Mm-hmm. Um, I think because I did a lot of research before, mm-hmm. I think there is, like, if you look, you can, like, find out how to do things. And... Um, I, I didn't I honestly didn't have that much of a hard time I would say I know everyone has like different opinions and things like that but it was pretty easy for me like I just like you know like I called like the student wellness center said blah 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 and then like I got I first I got like a counselor and then mm-hmm. the counselor said like maybe you should go talk to a nurse when so I talked to a nurse and then the nurse said I would have to talk to a doctor and then the doctor's like, okay, maybe therapy. So it was kind of like, yeah. Like a circle. Um, well, now it's like a psychotherapist or whatever. It's like oh, psychologist, whatever. Completely different form of counseling. Maybe. Um, I don't really know. Like different uh, degree. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I guess so. Um, I don't know. Maybe like that process would be painful for some people, but I feel like... At that point, like, I'd already waited enough, like, waiting so a little bit more wasn't, yeah. wasn't terrible. Yeah. I'm proud of you. Thank you. Like, I really, I, like, I don't even, I don't even know how to express how much, but I, I really, really am. Thank you. <laughs> and, um, school lies, by the way, because... The way they grade in, like, high school is not the way they grade in university Mm -hmm. at all. (laughs) So just keep going. Mm -hmm. You've made so much progress in in what feels like such a long time, but it's really not that long. Yeah, that's why I kept getting confused with the dates, honestly, because I was like, wait a minute. (laughs) Wait, it's not that long ago. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But, I mean, you're doing great. Thank you. And you're walking your own path. And then that's what you need to do. That's what you, you already knew you needed to do that. So just keep going. Yeah. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> now I'm thinking about the fact that you're going back to school and I'm like, dang, like this is the, just a few more days and then you're, you're off again. Back into physics, 930 physics. Hey, 930. Okay. Yeah. You know what? I At least even... it's not 830. I was about to say that. <laughs> 830 would have been dreadful. Your brain is at least awake mm-hmm. by that time. A little bit. Yeah. Well, I wish you all the best in school. And I'm also looking forward to what you're going to do, continue to do as the co-chair of Future North's Youth Expert Panel. I don't know what you guys have planned for this year, but... Stay tuned. <laughs> yeah. Stay tuned, and to our listeners, and those who caught the first clip of the video, 
Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. And Kamada, thank you so much for coming and for sharing with us. Oh, wait a minute. I have one more question. Okay. What would you say to those who are in their own process of overcoming grief? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's hard. <laughs> like, honestly, I'm looking at my notes and I feel like, you know, like the world is not over, you know? Like, yeah. the whole kind of like my whole scene with this episode was just like life doesn't end in that moment where it feels like everything is over um I don't know I don't know what to say I feel like I should be saying no, I think something really big <laughs> no I think that's perfect I think that's perfect life doesn't end in that moment mm -hmm. when it feels like everything is over I think that's beautiful it's very to the point mm -hmm. I didn't have chat AI with me. GPT, or what is it? Chat Not GPT. Yeah, chat GPT. <laughs> I couldn't come up with some grad quote this time. I had to use my own brain. Don't Amazing. kill me. Well, thank you for using your own brain. Um, thank you for your vulnerability. Thank you for your encouragement. Because whether or not you know it, your story is going to encourage a lot of people. Thank you. We popped some pimples today. We popped some pimples today. And I, we, and I also hope that there are people who are popping their own pimples yeah. Go there. pop your pimples. Your emotional ones, not your real ones. Please. Pop. No, don't pop, don't pop those ones. But pop the emotional pimples. Yeah. It will feel a lot better once everything is out. Yeah. Because a closed mouth doesn't heal wounds. It's only when you start to open up that you start to close things off. Mm -hmm. All right. That's us. That is it. That is our time. And now we're going to go eat, eat food because I'm hungry. I'm hungry. Yeah. All right. See you in the next episode. Bye. Bye.